Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. I am your host, Juan Ayala. In each episode, we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews with rising stars of television and media, highlighting topics such as diversity, inclusivity, and representation. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to talking. Today's very special guest is Broadway and television actress Ashley Sharp Chestnut, who has performed in the Broadway productions of The Crucible and A Doll's House Part 2 and hit series including Homeland, Fox's Prodigal Son, The Good Fight, and most recently, the surprise hit of the summer, Freeform's Cruel Summer. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. So a runaway hit. I mean, you guys have just been killing it lately. The biggest debut in Freeform history. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it was surprising. Mean, well, I'm not really surprised, just I'm biased, but I, it was such a great surprise to find out. I mean, everybody's talking on it, like in Twitter, Instagram yeah. and everything. It's really exciting. It's just such a different take for Freeform. It's much darker and, and, and a bit more grown up than the programming we've seen. I feel like I, I grew up watching Secret Life of the American Teenager. And oh my God, me Foster. too. <laughs> and, you know, the Fosters and, and, and Grownish, you know, just like very, mm -hmm. sort of, not very lighthearted, but more lighthearted. And from the minds of the, you know, from the creators of, of The Sinner, which similarly is a very sort of dark and gritty show. And, and you guys very much fall along those lines. Um, so, you know, let, let's go back. You get the call that you're going to be on, this new show and and what what's your reaction what's going through your mind uh i was excited i mean it was my first booking since i guess the whole pandemic happened right. so i mean and the fact that it takes place in the 90s i uh, i mean as a 90s baby i'm right. i <laughs> i was thrilled and i mean also like you said like jessica beale i grew up watching her on seventh heaven so right. i was already a fan and then the script was nice i mean i guess the combination of all of those elements really made me you know want to dive headfirst into it i was really excited very excited to see where it goes and it's just such a such a cool show it's a, it's a nice little break from the more common programming i feel like a lot of shows lately have been incorporating the pandemic in some way and mm. it's nice to not see our current reality reflected in <laughs> what we're trying yeah. to sort of suspend <laughs> our disbelief yeah. you know with the focus of our show being on um, on diversity and inclusivity, I wanted to, to ask if there's any performance or film or show that comes to mind where it's like the first time that you felt represented or seen. Let's take it back to the 90s, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, <laughs> fun fact, I was actually named after Ashley Banks. So, Oh, um, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so to even know that information and then actually watch the show and grow up with it. I mean, now it's on HBO Max, I think, you know, mm -hmm. the reruns and stuff. So just seeing that, I mean, I think the familial, the comedy, the playful side, and then also like the serious tones of the show. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I see that reflected in my own family. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think that that was the first iteration, if you will, of seeing myself reflected back on screen. And uh, growing up, did you always see yourself becoming an actor? Was it something that you feel came, came along a little bit later? Um, so according to my mother, uh, do you remember Barney and Friends? Of course. Okay. <laughs> so I was watching Barney and Friends when I was three years old uh. and I pointed to the TV and I was like, I want to be inside the TV. And so she was like, <laughs> wait, what? And so <laughs> that was kind of the beginning of me, I guess, becoming an actor and mm -hmm. from 
I guess, well, technically through eighth grade through high school. Mm. Um, I, I majored in theater and I had a minor in dance. And then in college, I got my degree in acting um, with a heavy theater background. And then I kind of uh, shifted more into television and film, but mm. I still do theater occasionally. But um, now present day with Cruel Summer now on the air and your arc, you know, airing uh, over the last couple of weeks. And the fact that this episode is coming out after I think episode five, four, four. five, four, episode four. Yeah. So um, since we're, we'll be in in post spoiler territory, since it's coming out after the episode airs, is there anything you can, you can share? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you finally realize that I'm the one that Kate's chatting to online mm. um, with Messenger. So I think the audience can really infer if you will, that Ashley knows what's going on and um, that she's really trying to be there for her sister too. Mm. I mean, I think from, I think, I guess you said now that we could talk about it, episode four, you really see Ashley kind of, you know, she's extremely rude to Kate in 1993. And then in the subsequent years, you can see her kind of warm up and try to, you know, be there for her after she's been kidnapped and she's returned home. So um, let's, say this is safe territory um <laughs> you will get a glimpse into ashley's personal life okay that's big enough right <laughs> yeah it is yeah and it keeps it keeps, and now we're like wait what do you mean you know <laughs> <He's> just wondering <laughs> and with the show taking place over the span of several summers in the 90s did you find that particularly challenging like sort of keep because i you know there's like you've got your your script supervisor telling you what continuity <laughs> and all of that. But in terms of sort of keeping up with what happened when, has this been revealed yet? Does my character know this? Uh, it, was it tricky sort of juggling all the different sort of like timelines? I don't think so for me, just because it was so clear cut in the way that it was beautifully written. Hmm. Like the way I'm a jerk in, in 1993 and then in 1994, 1995, you can see me trying to warm up to her. So, I mean, the emotions um, I think were very clear cut, which hmm. kind of really helped us act. And, and well, at least for me, like um, acted throughout the different years. You know, it's it's only a couple of years of a difference. It's not like it's jumping through decades or generations like some other right. shows do. But I feel like it's even more difficult because it isn't an it isn't an actor who's playing a young you. It's still you. Us. You know, there aren't three actors. It's just you, again, <laughs> trying to juggle everything. But so cool to hear that they made it so seamless for you to just be able to sort of go through each one. With Cruel Summer being your first booking since the COVID-19 pandemic, are there any changes that you've noticed? Any changes that you like hope stick around? Since you've done Broadway productions, one of the biggest ones is like that I've been told from a few other people is the sort of audition process for Broadway shows. They hope that they don't cram 60 dancers in a room anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> or, or have appointments, God forbid. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You know what's so interesting? I think like even with casting, like you said, like all these people in the same room, I mean, I'm already seeing obviously a shift with self tapes, right. you know, a lot of auditions, we don't go to the inside the casting rooms anymore. Um, but like it's, but it's kind of, it's bittersweet because I do miss the casting office. Like I miss interacting with the casting associates because right. they can really get a sense of your personality versus like, you know, a self tape, they don't really get to see that. They just see the one take that you send off, right. you know. Um, but I, but I do kind of like the option to have self-tapes because then you're at home, you're in the comfort of your home, you can do as many takes as you want versus right. that one opportunity in the office. But 
I think, yeah, I think I'd like to see a continuous, a continuation of more self tapes. Yeah, definitely going more digital. And, and from what I've heard, it's here to stay just because of how many more casting, how many more people casting can see in a day versus the limited number of, of appointment slots that they had right. for the day. So now they can just see 50 tapes instead of 20 people in person. It gives people more of an opportunity, you yeah. know? So along the lines of, of my previous question, are there any changes that you hope to see in the industry within the next five to 10 years in regards to um, increased representation, inclusivity, mm-hmm. increased diversity, um, yeah. because it's such a um, such an important topic, you know, and, and uh, one that the, the needles move slowly moving in the right direction. Um, certainly not as quickly as we would hope, but nonetheless moving in the right direction. Um, so yeah, what can you share about that? Are there any any changes you're hoping to see? Yeah, actually, yes, I'd like to see equality across the board in the sense that like we're we're not I want to say this carefully um like the firsts for example like the first person from this community to do something I'd like to stop seeing firsts and I'd like it to just be the first person because I feel like at this point in 2021 it's embarrassing when you have like the first whatever from a specific community you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I'd like to see more opportunities and more quality across the board and and accomplishments in, in representation. I've noticed that uh, those headlines a lot, especially during award season, they'll be like the, um, like for the Oscar, Steven Yoon was the first Korean American yeah. actor, you know, and you're like, what, really? Yeah. This is the the seven, the 80 something Oscars and we're just really like just breaking into that now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it happens every year with every award show. There's always someone, there's the, the first of something, the first, the record setter, and as amazing as accomplishments as as amazing as those accomplishments are, mm-hmm. it's still rather confusing that after the industry being around for more than a century, that that's still mm-hmm. happening. You know, it, it would be I I cannot wait for the day, and I hope that I'm we're around <laughs> to yeah. witness it, um, to be able to witness sort of that equality, as you said, sort of across the board, and just celebration of diversity, and not just pointing out the first. So uh, a question I always like to ask um, our guests is, do you think that a 13 year old you would have made it this far as you have? Hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I'm a Leo, so I'm kind of already, <laughs> I'm very confident, not arrogant, but like I, Good, like yeah. I believe in myself, but like, um, I think so. And because I think of the combination of that and then my work ethic, um, I think, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I'm a really big person in like believing in myself and, and, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I yeah, I do. I'm trying to like, I don't want to come off like super arrogant or anything, but like, but yeah, I, I do. And if you could go back, if you had a run in with a 13 year old, you, what advice would you give yourself to trust the process? And to know that what is yours will always be yours and will always find you. Mm. That's been really comforting, especially in our industry, you know, um, competing for different roles. And um, I think knowing that and having the faith in the process uh, would, I think, but I don't want to change anything though. But I think having that information on top of that, I think for sure. Yeah. Some encouraging words, but no back to the future. Type of blips and (laughs) (laughs) 
no way. I don't want to change the trajectory right. of anything. I'm happy where I'm at right now. And that concludes this episode of Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to never miss an episode and head on over to MediaVillage.com to check out all of our articles, columns, reviews, and interviews. Thank you all so much. I'm Juan Ayala, and this is Multicultural TV Talk.